The Sports Complex with Patrick Davis on The Horn. Number two here on the Sports Complex on a Tuesday. Join the conversation. 512-337-3776 is the Specs text line. How you can join the conversation with us here. We're asking who is the most overrated player going to the 2023 college football season. A couple more notes. If anybody from Oklahoma is on the list, how about this? Danny Stutzman, linebacker, 51. Jalen Ford's 88. Danny Stutzman from Oklahoma's 51. Dylan Gabriel made the list from Oklahoma, not Quinn Ewers. So there you go. If you want to say in these Oklahoma players are overrated, Nate, there you go. There's a couple of them on that list. Uh, and, yes, how's Arch uh, versus chugging beers, beer pong, uh, cornhole, all of those pieces? You know, I don't know. I know he is just out of high school. So uh, I will not try and tarnish the good the good man's young, na- uh, good young man's name uh, by uh, – by uh, tar- by saying that he is playing all of these delinquent games that you people are playing out there, and he'll be playing soon enough if he wants to. But maybe, look, hey, maybe he just wants to hit the gym and get to the NFL and, and go go wreck some people and uh, go win an, uh, tie- an SEC title next year and uh, and maybe win a national championship. But I, I don't know. I'm going to root for those. But my beer pong game, Cornhole, chugging a beer, I'm good at those. Playing quarterback, not so much, but I can tell you, I'll, I'll go on and I can't take on fraternities because I'm a little older now. But if you put me in a backyard, I, I'm pretty good at those things. Let's get some NFL updates before we got to get out of here. Uh, Mike McCarthy talked to uh, the media today. Uh, he was talking uh, about a couple different things. But, of course, the big news uh, for the Cowboys was that Zach Martin has ended his holdout. They have finished it, reached a deal. And it's kind of funny to hear how excited Mike McCarthy is for Zach Martin returning. Oh, no, it was great to get back. I mean, you know, we got the news yesterday in the offensive staff um, meeting. I'm in the room erupted. So I mean, there's been a lot of high fives and hugs all day and night yesterday, you know, once he got in. and But, yeah, I think that shows you what he means to us and what he means to our football team and, you know, I know especially offense. So, uh, But it is business, you know. That's, that, this is part of our, this part of our industry. Uh, but, you know, we're about connecting and what we need to do to win, and he's a big part of that. Yeah, he is a big part of that. I think also y'all had one preseason game. You've seen your scrimmages, and you understood, man, our O-line really needs some help because the depth may not be there. And we know that we talked about it yesterday, that Mike, uh, that Mike McCarthy can't even watch his backup O-lineman, even though this is a major problem because he's calling plays and he's too busy. He's a glorified offensive coordinator. That's what it, that's, that's all I think he is this year. But maybe he'll prove me wrong. Go prove me wrong, Mike McCarthy. I mean, I'm not a Cowboys fan, but I root for you guys because uh, I have a lot of friends that are Cowboys fans, and I'm, I'm always rooting for what makes the party better. So if, if the Cowboys can win, that means plenty more high fives and shots and, and hugs and all the good stuff that comes with winning. Uh, I'll, I'll go be part of that when I'm watching games. I'll, I'll enjoy all that. Uh, we also heard him talk about Deuce Vaughn. This is a problem. Uh, they put out their unofficial depth chart. Didn't change from, yes, uh, from last week. Deuce Vaughn listed, I believe, at fifth right now. Uh, <laughs> running back, that'll change. That'll change. Rico Dottle still listed as a second running back. Don't get that. But Deuce, here's uh, Mark McCarthy on Deuce Vaughn uh, today. 
I mean, the way he played in the game looked like, you know, looked like the way he played at K-State, you know, so uh, I, I think it's just like anything. And every rookie goes through it. You know, the first time they get out there, you know, how fast do they play? You know, did, are they, you know, are, are they playing as fast as they can? Or are they playing as fast as they used to? I mean, I, I mean, that's all part of, you know, crossing the threshold for, for first-year players. So, um, you know, his, his, which so, you know, obviously his talent speaks for itself, but, uh, his, you know, his the way he approaches it, he's he's the same every day. He's a very, he's a very level personality. So you know that part of it, nothing's too big for him. I mean, it's uh, very bright, very instinctive, very aware. Uh, know who know, knows who he is, and he knows how to use his skills. So I, I thought he looked very comfortable out there. I guess I'm saying it's one thing to see it on tape at Kansas State, another thing to see it in person. You know, you see it for yourself. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, but you can see it out here. I mean, you know, he, he he's made plays out here that you go, whoa, you know. And I mean, the first thing I noticed standing behind the line is when you know, first time we ran in a you know a, a real team period in the um, in the padded work was you know D linemen, their hands and eyes are usually you know here, but you know now now they're, they're you know, they can't find them. So. Um, and, and that's that's an asset, and he knows it too. And I think his ability to accelerate creases, you know, he's he's hitting, you know, in his instincts and awareness. He's not waiting for the crease to open. He's in the crease as it comes together. And I, I think you know the you know the run run there. He had to start the second half. I mean, it shows that. Deuce Vaughn getting a lot of praise again. We said they released the official uh, the depth chart for next week's game uh, against the Seahawks. It did not change, so we didn't get to see any of these rookies move up on the depth chart. Deuce Vaughn has not moved up, even though he clearly outplayed, at least rushing-wise, at least as an offensive threat, he clearly outplayed every other running back. Uh, we may not say that in pass protection, but in every other way, he clearly uh, surpassed everybody else. But again, pass protection is what we've talked about a lot. And Rico Doddle just looks so bad trying to run the ball. He could catch okay, but running the ball, he did not look good. So if we see that he is not able to run the ball, that kind of eliminates him from even being pass protection because you might as well just get a fullback at that point because they can get you a couple yards and just go get a beast and just kind of move an offensive lineman or a tight end back there and see what you can do. Uh, he also mentions Mozzie Smith. And, I, and I just, the only reason I want to play this is because it kind of gives me a different viewpoint on how the Cowboys are viewing rookies in general this season and where they may be on the depth chart. Well, I think the biggest thing with you know Mozzie and the other guys, I mean, it's – you know, if you look at the way we played the game, you know, the, um, you know, the play time, the reps were really spread out, and that that was by design because you know we wanted the players that were in that game uh, against Jacksonville, we wanted it to feel like a Sunday afternoon. And the point I'm making is, and not particularly, you know, for the linemen, um, you know, their 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 uh, special teams responsibility. So you know, it just wasn't like you're, you know, you play ten plays, you're done. So you know, when you have to have buddy systems throughout. Uh, because you you know you just you, you never really really know how those games are going to go based on how the personnel going to be distributed. So yeah, but so um, I, I think the way we played those guys, yeah, I, I really like that. We, we'll have a similar format again this week. So this is where I don't, I'm not sold on putting Mozzie Smith with the other rookies that he's listing him with. I get that if he's there, that's where he is. And if Jonathan Hankins is going to have to be the guy, again, that's why you traded for him last year. That's why you re-signed him. And, but if, you, if, you're, if Mozzie Smith is on the, he's not going to get a lot of reps playing. That's kind of what, my, what McCarthy was alluding to. Hey, man, you know, get used to uh, having some time off in between plays because you're not a starter and you're not going to be a starter. And I, I think a lot of Cowboys fans had hope for a little bit bigger progress for their first-round pick 
to get Mozzie Smith, you know, get get that penetration and really make that D line a step up. I think that that was kind of what a lot of people were hoping for. It does not seem like that is going to be the case. It does not seem we know we know we know Jake Ferguson is stepping up and Peyton Hendershoot is listed ahead of Luke Luke Schoomaker. We know he had a slate start, but it doesn't seem like he may be getting a lot of uh, playing time. It doesn't seem like they necessarily want to give their young guys. Mike McCarthy would rather go with a more experienced veteran, even if they're not. They don't have the upside. He may not really be in a position to want to play the rookies as much as you thought he was. Uh, Demarvion Overshawn, he had a great game, but does that mean he's going to get into the lineup? Deuce Vaughn had a great preseason game. We see what he can do. Doesn't necessarily mean he's going to crack and play in a lot of this lineup. These may be more special teams guys when the season starts, which means it's going to be hard for them to get further into that lineup. I don't know if that's enough for Dallas. They clearly need to add some pieces. Yes, they added Brandon Cooks, uh, adding Gilmore. Huge pieces. They've tried to add some pieces. I'm not sold at Tony Pollard being in every down back, so I'd like to have somebody else there. If that is Deuce Vaughn, if that is Malik Davis, if that is Rico Donald, whoever it can be. Get one of those guys in there. I, I, and when you talk about Mozzie Smith, I, the hope was that he was going to come in and wreck shop. And it just did not seem, from that conversation, from things we've heard at camp, it doesn't seem that Mozzie Smith is going to be ready to make a huge impact on this Cowboys team this season. Now, he may be a great player down the line. Once You, you only signed Jonathan Angus to a short-term deal, so possibly, you know what, this is going to be kind of the plan from the time they drafted him. They knew it was going to be longer, but they think his upside is huge. But unless Mozzie Smith shows something a little bit more in the next couple of weeks, it would have seemed that this is much more of Jonathan Hankins' job, and Mozzie Smith is going to be in special teams plays and maybe a couple of plays coming off the bench but it does not seem like he is uh, necessarily impressing to the level of some of the other rookies or some of the other players at camp for the Cowboys. Going over to the Texans, the Texans are beginning. Oh, I should mention, for the Cowboys, Micah Parsons did leave practice today with a leg issue. He said he got kicked in the leg. He said he'll be fine. But Micah Parsons did leave practice today, so just a little, if you see that, know that everybody's saying he's going to be okay. He was limping a little bit. He says he'll be okay. got kicked in the leg. Uh, if you want to write letters to whoever to find out who kicked him in the leg, I'm sure there's some Cowboys fan who want that guy cut, whoever it is. I don't know. I didn't hear. All I saw was that he left practice today, but he should be okay. So uh, no need to freak out completely if you just see uh, a tweet or something that Mozzie, uh, that uh, Michael Parsons left practice today early. They wouldn't even say leg injury. They said leg issue. He left with a leg issue. We're not using, using the word injury here in Dallas. We're not doing that. Uh, getting to Texans, they begin joint practices with Miami tomorrow. And how Micah, how Mike McCarthy talked about his rookies. D'Amico Ryan's on the Pat McAfee show today, and here's how he talked about his rookies. You got a lot of young guys, especially yeah. in big time positions. How have the rookies been? Obviously, you guys make that trade to go up for at number three as well. So you got a rook on the offensive side that's going to lead things, CJ. And then obviously, Will on the other side. How are the young guys? And what do you think you need to see out of them this year? A lot feels like, right? I mean, a lot of pressure on the young guys. Yeah, with the young guys, man, they've been as advertised. Like it was important for us to get, you know, both of those guys and we got them. Will and CJ, they've been everything we could ask for. Just the, the mindset that these guys have that they want to be great, right? And it starts there. For a, a player to be great, you have to actually want it and you have to want to put the work in to do it. And that's what you see from Will, CJ. Like their work ethic is, man, it's, 
it's off the charts. So I'm very proud of the way these guys work. And with that mindset, they're only going to improve and continue to grow and get better. Young guys coming in, we know it takes time. And those guys will, they'll fit in just fine. With no. them. I'm happy to have both. CJ threw that pick. Yeah, uh, bad one. It's a bust. See you. All right. Yeah. <laughs> that's 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 what I read on I read it on the internet. I don't uh-huh. know I don't know if you got time for the internet these days as a head coach of an NFL hey. team. We'll keep you updated. CJ ain't gonna be able to do it. No, through a pick. Man, guess the quarterback never thrown a pick before. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not the first preseason game ever against Not uh, the first preseason. New England. Right. Bill Belichick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole the whole thing is interesting. But I like the way um, CJ seemed to be very comfortable. You know, I, and this sounds like such a little thing, but I know you guys are all looking at it too. Breaking the huddle, the poise, no, like there was no illegal shifts or snaps before somebody got ready. Like look like a professional. And then like, as the game continues to slow down, we're excited to watch him. I guess you would be more pumped to watch him evolve as well, because you know, he's your, your quarterback. You're a defensive guy though. He's offensive guy. What's your relationship like? Is that interesting or no? You, you try to build up with him. How's it go? Oh yeah, I build. I'm not a I'm not a defensive guy anymore. I'm a, <laughs> Hell yeah. It's it's all hey, head coach, man. I'm an offensive guy when we're on offense and I'm defense when we're on defense. So that's how I rock. And I told the guys that yesterday, like I don't want to build a culture where it's offense, defense, split. Like, hey, I started my career, my football career on the offense. And hey, you wanna know the position? Yeah. Center. Yeah. Right, well, I got really nice. It's really nice. Uh there you go. D'Amico Ryan's on the Pat McAfee show earlier today talking about his young guys. He feels good about him. They're going to get in there. They're going to play. And this is why I, I – and look, the Cowboys are going to have a much better season than the Texans. But, man, can you tell the difference of head coaches? And neither one is giving great interviews that is blowing anybody out of the water of, man, what a great spokesman. But Mike McCarthy is the one who's talking about, you know, I I can't even watch me. I, I couldn't watch my old lineman. I you know, I'll watch him back on film, and I could. I, I you know I'm doing. I can't even watch the defense. I'm so I'm caught up in play calling. D'Amico Ryan's the coach who says, "Oh no, no, I, I have a good relationship with every player because I don't want there to be a division of offense and defense." Love it. Love to see that from a coach that he was trying to build a culture of no is a team in the Houston Texans. I know you can't do it all. But as a head coach, and this will be the question, is once you get in the regular season, is he going to be able to take those steps and be able to focus enough on this defense and get them to where they're going And it, while still trying to help out with the offense and pay attention there, managing Bobby Sloak, who has never been a play caller before. I still wish the Texans could have hired a, you know, a former head coach to kind of help these guys. I'm sure they have people like the Cowboys have, analytics guys and other people to help. But, uh, you know, Look at him in his first game. You saw he was excited to be on the sideline for D'Amico Ryans. This is a learning experience for not only Will Anderson, not only for C.J. Stroud, not only for a lot of young players on this team, Tank Dell and Mechie and, and you know, even Nico Collins and, and uh, just everybody on this team, right? It's also for the coaching staff. And so you see D'Amico Ryans there. They're kind of joking with him, and it takes him a second to realize, like, hey, man, no, it's a joke. It's a joke. Let it go. Uh, but it's a great story. I, I, I'm excited for the young rookies. We know C.J. Stroud had a bad game. Let's see how he bounces back this week. Is going to be uh, fun to watch uh, there. But, yeah, definitely a big change, a different of opinion on how you do, how you change, how you look at your team of do you play for one or do you play for the other. 
Uh, some other notes from around the NFL. Kyle Shanahan says that Brock Purdy would have to melt in practice to lose a starting job. This is a massive change from when he took Trey Lance. I think the Trey Lance experiment in San Francisco may be over uh, for teams that are looking for him. It doesn't seem like they're going to get much out of him, but the Trey Lance experiment seems to be over in San Francisco. And uh, speaking of a, a quarterback who threw a interception in his uh, first start as a game, Anthony Richardson has been named the Colts' starting quarterback going forward. That was one of the few question marks still in the uh, in the Gardner Minshew had a fine game, didn't do anything badly, but uh, they're saying we're going. Hey, man, the future is now in 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 Indy. You have a young quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. You have a young quarterback in Will Levis, or a young quarterback in Malik Willis in Tennessee. You have a young quarterback in C.J. Stroud. You have a young quarterback in Anthony Richardson. The AFC South has a lot of youth, and if you're a defensive back, I'm guessing that's where you want to play. Because there is a lot of youth in the running backs in the NFL. We got to be out of here at 830, or it's, uh, it's 6.30 for the Rangers. The Rangers did have a good game yesterday. Max Scherzer comes in, and Max Scherzer has looked great since coming to the Rangers. He has been an amazing player. We knew what he could do. He started off, had one rough inning. Basically, he's had one rough inning since he has been a Ranger. Uh, had a great moment in the game yesterday where he struck out the side and it, it, he basically strikes out the side because of a uh, because the pitch clock that the batter wasn't ready, and so they end up the ref just calls it, and you see Scherzer, who's the only man who's ever been sat, been upset when he strikes out the side, walks off the field. He uh, 11, uh, 11 strikeouts in seven uh, one hit innings. He had one hit in seven innings and eleven strikeouts in the game yesterday. They roll right through the Angels, and man. You know, it seemed like it was a bad idea to keep Shohei Otani. And I felt like I said it enough that it seems like a bad idea. You really should get those prospects. You really should get those prospects because there's a bigger issue happening in Los Angeles and happening with the Angels. It's bigger than one player can fix. And Mike Trout came out today and said he's making progress, but there's no timetable for my return. So we don't know what's going to happen there. And the Angels decided to keep Shohei Otani. And I don't, and I know they said. We kept Shohei Otani because we kept Shohei Otani because he needed to be. We, he's going to be the future, and we're, we feel we can make the playoffs. We feel we can do it. We feel we're a wild card team. We can do it. But what was the real reason? Was it hubris? Was it the fact that you really, really wanted to to keep the the best player in the league? That you wanted the names to be out there? Is that what it was? Is that that it was you just really wanted? To be able to add in, you wanted to be able to make the news in Sports Center every night as the Angels, and you don't care that you're going to be bad next year when he walks away in free agency because you can't put a team around him even when you spend money because there's massive culture issues throughout there, and you need to sell the team, you need to get a fire sale, and you had a chance to trade away somebody who was going to bring in a farm system, and you didn't do it. You you, you gave what you're going to give away, Shohei Otani for free, and this team. After the trade deadline, it seemed like they were excited. <laughs> the way they're playing right now, it seems like they were excited for Otani to be gone. Not because they don't like Otani, but it seemed like they were going to be okay. And man, it did not work out well for them in the long run. I don't know what to do if you're the Angels at this point. You screwed up. You clearly did. You're, you're getting further and further away from wild card. You're, you're going to get trounced again by the Rangers tonight, I believe. Uh, it's, you know... I and look as an Astros fan, I would prefer that the Rangers lose some of these games to the Angels and even it back up. I just don't see it happening. 
This Rangers are playing amazing baseball right now. Everything seems to be coming together. And it's be- you know what one of the big pieces is? You brought in a great manager like Bruce Bochy. You've changed up some of your management styles. And you've you brought in a guy like Simeon, who's a good leader for this team. And I know he got a lot of uh, crap last year for not performing as well as he needed to be. My man Mark Hards would tell you it was a lot of it had to do with having to deal with the Players Association and the new contracts and the new CBA. He dealt with all that. Rangers are going the right way. You could have, could have gotten rid of Otani. Could have gotten so many pieces for it, and you didn't do it, Angels. Good luck to the Rangers tonight. They're going to be taking over for us here in a few minutes, pregame at 6.30 here on the Horn. Thank you so much for everybody who joined the conversation on the Specs text line. We'll be back tomorrow with more Sports Complex. Until then, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Be safe out there. Keep your underwear clean, and we'll see you tomorrow right here on the Sports Complex on the Horn.